Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I got to hang out with Chrissy Antonelli this week, and she really is just such a gem of a person. She and I, it's so funny because when we do get the chance to talk together, it feels like we have a million things to say, we have never enough time to finish our conversations, and there are so many directions that we just want to kind of dive into. And so um, tonight's a little, tonight's episode is a little snippet of that, a little conversation that we got to share, focusing on some of the things that we knew we wanted to get on the podcast for everyone to hear, um, both for her teammates and also for you know other people who might be thinking about taking on a running journey or Honestly, in this episode, anybody who might be struggling a little bit with that, you know, self-love and um, maybe thinking about how they could use a little bit of work on how they see themselves, the way they talk to themselves, this episode is just so, so beautiful. Chrissy is a counselor. She is a mom of two. She is one of our teammates, and she's been with us since November of 2021, which she will share. Um, and she's currently working on running her very first half marathon this fall. So it, that, that's all super, super exciting. And, you know, when she came to us, she was a non-runner. She had tried running numerous times in the past, and um, she just, she did a lot of work, as she'll talk to you about in this interview, a lot of work on herself so that she could learn to love herself and open herself up to kind of receive all the blessings that life has to give and allow herself to go on a journey like this where she's really connecting with herself and, and pushing her limits and seeing what she can do. And it's just such a great conversation. I know you guys are going to love it. You're going to love her. You're going to resonate with so much of it. And I just can't wait to share it. So without further ado, let's take a listen. Okay. So, hey, Chrissy. Hey, Tina. I am so grateful for you. And I know we kind of just talked about this before I started recording, but I just, I do want everyone listening to this to, to know that Chrissy and I, it's about, it's after nine now. It's like nine twelve at night. And when we put this together, okay. because Chrissy's so amazing and has so many roles and so many things. We're like, okay, so when can we meet? And it just turned out to be like, okay, well, after nine, after the kids are in bed. So she just slayed her day, just got her kids in bed, and here we are. Oh, dang it. Sorry. All those noises were popping up. Okay. And so here we are, Chrissy. So thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Absolutely. Let's not forget that you just laid your day and you're getting your kids in bed. And here you are sitting and interviewing me, which I appreciate so much. You're amazing. Well, 
You're so sweet, Chrissy. And I'll, I'll also, <laughs> I'm also <laughs> going to say this. Chrissy and I, Chrissy is from Pennsylvania and I live in Virginia Beach now, but Chrissy was here on vacation of, about a week ago, right? It was just a week yeah. ago. And we happened to get to run together and we ran, we did her long run together and we talked the entire time and it was so good. Every word that comes out of Chrissy's mouth is so life-giving and so just like motivating and inspiring. And so Chrissy, like I told you when we finished that run, the first thing I said was, okay, so when can we, when can we do a podcast? Because I feel like everyone needs to hear you. So here we are. Here we are, which I appreciate so much. I just, I love that. And I, and I said this to you that day, um, which I know that we'll get into, but your ability to create space for people um, and not only um, create this within our group, but like to hold it to allow people to kind of meet you there is just beautiful and amazing. So we talked the whole time, but that's because you created that space for me to be able to share some parts of that. And so the fact that you wanted to hear where I was coming from and my story and my thoughts, I just appreciate and respect so much because that is just invaluable for somebody who, you know, has a lot to say, um, certainly, but um, isn't really sure if that's something that people want to hear. And so the fact that you, the fact that you do and you ask me, I just appreciate so much. Isn't that so crazy? And this is what you did to me too on our run. Like this is what she, do you see this beauty? Whoever's listening to this, do you see this <laughs> and how this gift that Chrissy has to do that? And she said that to me then I remember saying to you over and over again, and we're going to get into your whole story from start to finish. But I remember at one point saying, but Chrissy, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, do you think this, just worrying about like meeting everyone's needs and you were like, Tina, listen, holding that space and allowing just a place for people to be is like the magic. And so, you know, you were giving me therapy on the run. It's amazing. <laughs> well, which is not my intention. Let me first say that <laughs> anyone who's listening and if you know me, like my intention is never to give you therapy, but I'm glad that you felt better afterwards if that's what the, if that's what happened. 100%. So <laughs> Christy, we have so much to talk about, but I'm going to start with first, you can just tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get in, dive into the running stuff. Sure, sure. Well, I, um, so I'm a mom of two. That is my um, greatest role. Lily is nine and Noah just turned seven last week. Um, and so that's the most important thing that I do in this world is to raise them. Um, but I am also a counselor. I'm a clinician for over 10 years. I've worked in mental health and drug and alcohol. I've worked with couples. I've worked with kids. I've worked with, you know, teens. So my main kind of work in this world has been um, helping people kind of sit in their stuff with them and walk through um, things in their life. And so that's kind of, those are my two main things, being a mom and being a counselor. Um, and so running is a new thing for me that has included the other part that's super important, which is um, what it's mean to be a strong um, woman who takes care of herself and is trying to be some type of light in this world. And so I take that very seriously in this program and your program um, and running has become an important part of that for me. And I have goosebumps again, which I said to you 40 times in our run, like, because, <laughs> because I know where this is going and I know where it's coming from. Cause I, you know, spoiler alert, I've heard it and I can just, anyway, it's just, I already have goosebumps, but we'll start by going back to like, for you, you joined, Gosh, so this, when we're recording this, this is in August of 2022, and you joined in November, November. right? November yeah, of last year. Yeah, did your year. challenge group in November, in November of last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's, I mean, we're coming up very quickly on a full year of this running journey. And I know. 
what's cool about you is I didn't know this in the very, I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but what I've learned about you along the way is that running is something that has always kind of been on your, your, your bucket list. You had it on your vision board, remember? So can you tell us a little bit about that, you know, your curiosity and your experience with running before last November? Yes. And I'll tell you, even before my vision board, which I know I put that in our group kind of early on when I started, but, um, I was, um, one of those people that did the, the cheesy things whenever you're like in your late twenties and you're like wanting to do these things before you turn 30. And like, I had a list of like 30 things I wanted to do. And, you know, one of the things on that, which I didn't reach all of them, but one of the things on that list was to run a half marathon. And I have, I've always been an athlete in, in the, in the fact that I've played sports whenever I was younger and I appreciate what it means to be able to exercise and move your body. So that's always been something that I have liked and enjoyed. But whenever I would say if I was a runner, I I could run maybe a minute and then I would walk for a whole bunch. And like, I never could get past that. And so I never trained properly. And so the idea of running a half marathon before I turned 30, it never happened. And then I ended up um, having kids and kind of things kind of got off track with that. But um, uh, it was, I think it was 2019, maybe going into 2020, I created a vision board. It's something I do with my clients sometimes. We talk about what it is that we want for our future and visualizing it and seeing it and kind of putting it somewhere so you can see it on a regular basis. And one of the things I put on there was a picture of just people running, right? I wanted to, to find what that looked like for me. And so pandemic happened, right? So this was in my office. Pandemic happened and I'm home. I like knew about my vision board in the back of my head, but I didn't see it because it wasn't home with me. And um, I started your program in November. I went back and, you know, uh, or maybe it was I went back. I can't remember the timing of it, but I saw my vision board and I saw the running at this point in time, I had already started your program. And I was like, wait a second, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on here? And it's like, I put it out there into the universe. I wanted this I've wanted it for so long and I finally was at a place in my life where I felt like I had room for it Mm -hmm. and not room for it. Like I'm going to jam it in, but room for it. Like this is something that I want and need in my life to help me grow into the next phase of whatever this looked like. And that is where QU kind of walking in, um, walking into my life and with this program and seeing, I remember who it was. It was Joetta. um, And I saw Mm -hmm. all of her running posts and I was like, I need to know more about what that is. And then I reached out to you. Which I'm so glad that you did. I'm going to ask you a really weird question, Chrissy. And this is one (laughs) I actually haven't asked you because we, I mean, I asked you a lot of questions, but so because I know you and because you are, I mean, if if you guys know Chrissy, you know, she's absolutely gorgeous. She, we, we see her pictures and we're like, does this, is this girl for real? Like (laughs) how does she look so beautiful before and after? So you are just stunningly beautiful and you are obviously in great shape. And what draws a lot of people, me included, into running to begin with is the idea of losing weight, which you obviously don't need to do. You are very much in shape. But you had this on your vision board before, and you said you had a picture of runners. What was it about that, do you think, that was drawing you? Like, what was it about this idea of, I want to run a half, or I want to be a runner, knowing that you already, you know, kind of worked out, moved your body? So what was it, do you think, about running that was kind of drawing you in or calling you? 
Okay, before I answer this question, because there's so many ways that I can go, Tina said, I don't know if it was before we started recording, our problem was going to be that we're going to want to talk all night. Yes. Um, so we could just talk and talk and talk and talk. So if I ever start going in a direction where you need to bring me back in, please don't hesitate to do that. Because there's so many things that I want to say about that. And and I want to answer your question first, but I definitely want to come back to the part about weight. Okay. Because I just lis- I just listened to your podcast today on my run. You did. Um, at least the, fir- the first part about it. And I have so many things to say about that. But um, so when I think back by the picture, what it was, it was a group of people. It was a group of people running and it was like from the ground up and there was like sun in the background. And I never really reflected um, actually until maybe this moment as I'm sitting here, what about that was so enticing there was, I think, this part of belonging that I never knew I needed. I, I didn't realize that seeing all of these people doing something together that was um, encouraging them to want to be a better version of themselves and to free themselves from the things that keep them so locked in their in their own mind, in their own head, in their own you know body all the time. And there's this free kind of this freeing thing to be out, kind of running on the pavement, feeling your feet hit the ground, grounding yourself that I never knew. I didn't know that in any other way. And so I think when I would hear people talk about it, it was like, man, I need something Mm -hmm. like that. I want something like that. That feels like that would be so, so wonderful to be able to have in my life. And I never connected it to the belonging of a group of people doing that together. Like Mm -hmm. I saw people doing that. I wanted to be one of those people, I think. Mm But now that I'm a part of a running group yeah. and I've run in Virginia Beach with you, I just ran this past weekend with people here. I'm like, oh, there is so much more that I didn't even know that I wanted or needed that I have received from this being in my life. So whenever I think back to the picture, I don't even think I knew mm-hmm. what it was that inspired me from it. And now I realize that if that makes sense. Mm, 100% sense. And I, I can attest to that because I having run with you, the two of us, and then having run... Um, with groups, with both of us being in it, I know for a fact, like your goals are never set on like, how can I crush this run? Like, how can I run the fastest I can? Your goals are always, how can I run with this team? Like, how can we do this together? How can we lift each other up? And I'm like, I want to cry. And I, like, I, I am covered in goosebumps again, Chrissy, because I get that. I really get that. And I think you're right. Like, you don't realize it until you're in it. And you're like, yeah, like, this is a thing. And it feels so good. Yes. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, there was, there were two different moments for me. One, whenever I was running in Virginia beach, I mean, I can't talk enough about you and I running. So that's like a whole separate podcast that we could do. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but whenever I ran with the Virginia beach girls, you know, I wasn't, first of all, I crashed that party. Let's just be honest. You were like, I'm running with some girls on Friday. I'm like, I want to come (laughs) in the best way. (laughs) I'm like, I want to be a part of that. And everyone was so welcoming of like, Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so happy. And I felt like here I was kind of inserting myself as somebody from like, we're all part of the same group, but I'm not from there. And I'm kind of here and everyone was so welcoming. And there was this connection and there was a moment when we were running and I'm pretty sure, um, I don't know if it was Jane on my left and I think Jenner was in front of me and, you know, I saw you, of course, were a paparazzi somewhere. (laughs) And there were these people who were coming towards us and they started clapping and they were like, go like, good job. Like you guys are awesome. And there was like this feeling that just kind of like swelled up inside of me of like, Oh, wait a second. 
we are all part of something bigger than we even realize. Like, look how inspiring we are running together as a group of women who are lifting each other up, inspiring each other, loving each other, like holding this each other together while we're running down this boardwalk and people see that. That is like energy that you give out that you don't even know that just like people just soak in. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, I'm a part of like, I'm good to be part of that. (laughs) with like these awesome people. And then I listened to Jean's podcast on the way home. I'm like, she's my family. I love her. (laughs) And then the same thing happened in Carmichael's this past weekend. You know, I got to meet your sister Mm -hmm. and Carrie. And then here's, you know, Haley and, you know, Maddie and Jamie, like everyone were all kind of running together in this group and it was you know there are different points in time we spiked off but it was like it like as we came at the end the other ones were waiting for us as we came over like the finish line it's like we just are all rooting for each other Mm -hmm. to be our best self and like genuinely unconditionally want to give just love out and i'm like i want to be a part of that and i am so grateful and blessed that i get to so like seeing the way that's come to fruition in my life and and feeling it deep inside is like you just can't you know i mean like you just can't even make that up it's just right it was beautiful and talk about goosies and and all the tears (laughs) and like that's all me. Yeah, too, so. and I and I was there and I, I experienced that and it is I just love looking at it through your lens and I think I you know, again, having that all come to like full fruition of seeing the picture and you know that the whole group dynamic and, and the free the freeingness is that even a word the freeingness, whatever it is <laughs> that comes along with running, like it's all so, so good. And and I think that the coolest part, like you said, listening to Jane's podcast and every podcast that I've been able to do is like we've learned something about this. Like when you were saying envisioning us running down the boardwalk at that point, like And the thing that's so impactful listening to you say that and thinking about it is that we all have these stories of things, you know, everybody has their battles of things that they're, you know, working through or that they've been through or experienced and and all of us coming together to find our best moments and our best self. And I think, you know, having this experience to sit down with you guys and, and, and allow you to share that also just brings us so much closer of like, like this is, these are the things you're working through and it's such a gift to be able to know that. And you just feel like you get to know people on a whole new level, so. I appreciate yeah, well, that. Well, and, and I'm going to circle back around and then take your kind of note right there because the podcast I listened to that was you speaking about, you know, our body, right, and, and kind of body image and what that looks like. And I heard the way you spoke about kind of what that looks like for me now. I have to tell you, you know, that has not always been my path. This has not always been the body that I've lived in. And that has been a struggle my whole life. And there's been a lot of transformation for me in a lot of different ways over the past three or four years. Um, But one of the things, you know, even as a clinician, I talk to people about emotional eating and and about what that looks like to, to kind of feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. And that was not, that was not Chrissy. That was not Chrissy three or four years ago. This was not the body that I lived in and ran in. And I think I told you this on our run together, which is I only know that I am here receiving what you have to give because I have poured into myself in such a way that it has allowed me to deconstruct all the things that kept me so stuck. Mm. The things of, of believing not only could I do this or could I not do this, but you know, looking in the mirror and saying like, you're fat or you're ugly or you're this or you're that. Like I've had all of those moments. I've, I've done and felt all of those things. And so the, the reason why I'm able to feel the way that I do now is because I looked at myself in the mirror 
after all those things and said, I don't want to treat myself like that anymore because I deserve better. And let me prove to myself what that means. And that was a hard fought journey and one that, you know, I smile in every picture that I post because I am grateful for the life that I have and grateful for all of those things. But it was one that I have fought hard for because that inner battle mm. that we all kind of how and talk about was a struggle for me, just the same as, as everybody else. And let I, me like, and, and not to interrupt you, Chrissy, but no, you're right. to clarify this because I've known you for so long, like it, it's, and maybe, and you, you would agree, I, I think that when you talk about like, this is not the body I've always had, this is not the, the way that I've always felt and seen myself and the work that you've done. Like you're not talking about like the physical body. You're talking about the way, the perception that you've had of yourself. Is that correct? Sure. Okay. I would say a little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both. Definitely that the second part. The first part is also is also true. Like there was a point in time over the last few years where I, um, I probably dropped like, and this is going to be such an interesting thing. And maybe I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent here, but you know, when I, I told myself maybe three years ago, I was coping with some things emotionally and changes that were happening in my life. And I started quote unquote running, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I was like, go down to the track and I would just run. And I would do that thing where I ran for a little bit and walked and ran and whatever it was. And I lost a lot of weight and I, and I dropped a couple sizes. And that was, I mean, that shook me up more than lots of other things because I was lost weight and I was thinner, but I had no idea what to do with what that was because there were so many things inside my heart and inside my head that were a mess that it was, I couldn't even focus on what that meant for me to look in the mirror. And so that, like I said, that work to be able to get there was one of a combination of both of those things to be mm -hmm. comfortable in my own skin weight wise. Mm -hmm. But that is only, that is only possible because of the work that I have done inside of me do you mean like how I've poured yeah. into me like so that it's congruent inside and outside that's the only way that it has been able to get to the place that it is now I don't know if that makes sense oh, it, make, it 100% makes perfect sense and I, I do want to dive into um you know your whole the process of getting to this point too because it is so much more than like it, it wasn't as much a weight loss journey for you as there's so much more behind that um, sure. and again, not to go off on a tangent, cause you and I, this is what we could do all night long. Like there are seven podcasts right now. Like <laughs> there are seven podcasts that we could literally spiral. I'll into, come but... back another time in the future. I'll come back. <laughs> Please do. But do, would you say that? So I, I hear you say that when you were first doing this, you were going down to the track and you were sprinting to run and it was, your goal was to lose weight, correct? At that time. <laughs> Um, I do think maybe a little bit. Yeah. It okay. also was, I just was lost and I just needed somewhere to go. And so I was thought maybe I'd find it there. Right. Yes. And I, and mm -hmm. so that kind of answers my question too, because of course my question was going to be like this time around, because we do work so hard to not focus on weight loss being the goal, but to like set, set goals that are related to running and strength and confidence and that kind of thing. Um, and to ask, my question was going to be to ask you, like, does it feel different this time? But of course it does, because you've done so much work in between that, you know, from then to now in all aspects. So why don't you take us down, take us down the road, Chrissy, tell us a little bit about your story and your journey to getting to this point. Yes. And, and, you know, um, I, I don't know when can see me, but I was like, as you were talking, I'm like shaking my head vigorously. Like, yes, like, yes, that is so, that is so true because this is so much so much more than anything to do with weight. Um, for me, I can recognize and see how that might have um, kind of been adjacent to it, but it was never never a goal. Because for me, it's always been about 
what it has mean to be able to learn how to take care of myself. And so my, um, that has always been a little bit of a struggle for me. I have um, learned that I had a really loud inner critic that was constantly after every situation or circumstance that I was in, whether it was from a sporting event whenever I was younger to a social event whenever I was in high school to anything that you would look at um, career-wise and college and after, I would go back and play everything that I said and did, right? And I would be so hard on myself for so long and it was exhausting and it was draining. And there were lots of different things that had led into me making decisions in my life that perhaps were to, to please lots of other people and I didn't necessarily know what it meant to take care of myself. And you have to remember, I'm a, I'm a counselor, I'm a clinician, so I was trained how to be able to sit with people and try to teach them um, and guide them maybe to, to figure out what that looked like for themselves, and I was struggling with that inside. And so as my life has changed and transformed over the last few few years, you know, I've gone through a divorce, I have two young kids, um, and, and so that was a big transition in my life. Um, what I really tried to lean into is figuring out how can I learn what it means to take care of myself, pour into myself, you know, in the most abundant way possible so that I can't, I can, I can show up for myself. Um, that way I can show up for the people in my life for the most important. Um, and in this case, my children, right. I wanted to give them a better version of me than they were getting. And so that's like that self discovery kind of process started by uprooting lots of things that have kept me stuck. And I think I was explaining this to you when we were running that a lot of that was about deep rooted belief systems that I had about who I was supposed to be in this world to other people, whether that was taught, you know, throughout my life from various different places of where I've picked it up and where I haven't, but I needed to deconstruct the things that were keeping me small, that were keeping me stuck, that were keeping me hidden from what I feel like allowed me to be a little bit more genuine and authentic. I've always been the bubbly girl. I've always been positive and, and, you know, I've always been that, but it's, it's always been about how do I do that for other people first? Like you get it first. I'll take what's left over over here. And that I was finding was not working for me because I was drained. I was, you know, unhappy. I was tired and my kids weren't getting the best version of me. And I wanted to show them what it meant to be able to have a strong parent, a strong mom, you know, a strong person who was going to help them throughout their life. And so I decided to do that for myself. I leaned it at different points in time on th different things. I leaned into my faith a lot. Um, so what that meant um, to, to see God in the very simplistic ways um, and showing gratitude for the things I have in my life. And so I, I leaned into my faith. Um, I started to look at who I was surrounding myself with in my life, like who was around me, what am I giving my energy and what am I giving my time to? And I really started to look at what was happening in my head, the way in which I was thinking about things. Um, this is a tangent on its, on its own, which I'm not going to go on, but um, one of the things that was important to me and has been in my own practice is I started to use a tool, what's called the Enneagram, for me to learn a little bit more about who I am and how I operate. And so that helped me to have some self-reflection um, to realize that that inner critic was really keeping me stuck. And so all that self-critical um, self-talk that I had in my head on a regular basis was keeping me from doing the things that, you know, I was really looking for and eating. So I, I started paying attention to the way in which I talked to myself, started paying attention to the way in which I was thinking about things. 
Um, and I started to allow myself to go, I didn't really like it. If I was like, oh, that makes me feel icky. I'm like, I don't want that up there. Like, no, thank you. Like, I don't accept that. And I'm not, I'm not welcoming you. And you're talking about like thoughts that would come in. Yeah. Thoughts, whether that be about, um, you know, what I thought I was capable of, you know what I mean? Whether Mm -hmm. I'd beat myself up, I could, I would beat myself up after a session. I would sit and help someone and they would thank me and tell me that was helpful. And I would go like, man, I wish I would have said this or, oh, I could have said this or, you know, whether it was an interaction with a friend and I'm like, man, I hope that they didn't think I meant that or, you know, and it's draining, right? Because what it is, I kept telling myself what it got down to. I kept telling myself that everything I did wasn't good enough right? It's like, it's never good enough. And that was like, Chrissy, you're getting, you're getting me because well, two things. One, I can relate to this so much. Those feelings of like, of replaying the whole, like, what did I say? I mean, I, I do it on a daily basis. I can totally relate to that. And I know I am not the only one. I know that there are, there are dozens of people who are going to listen to this and say, oh my gosh, me too. I'm so tired of stressing about what I did. And, and, and I even have had people share with me that they so much go as far as to thinking about like, what does my face look like while someone's talking to me? Do they, do, do I look like I'm listening? Do they feel heard? Mm-hmm. Like thinking more about like, how am I, how am I performing for this person to help them? And, oh, so it just, it hits so deep. And so what do you think what do you think was like the most, like, when did you say, like, what was the point when you were like, this is not, this is not working, you know, because it comes so natural for so many people to just worry about everyone else. Like, was there a moment when you just decided, like, how did you, how did you pick that point and say like, okay, I'm done. You know, um, I wish that there was a particular moment that I could, that I could point out. Um, I feel like it was a, combination of things that build over time and I can remember saying to myself um you know this isn't the life God has for me I mean not that I want to you know bring God in here I'm not trying to to kind of push my my faith or beliefs but like for me what that inner this this can't be what it is that I come home and I beat myself up in my mind that I'm spending so much time thinking about you know what it means of am I good enough am I not and so on my 33rd birthday I um I decided to get a tattoo on my wrist. I'll show it to you. It's right here. Um, I decided to get a tattoo on my wrist mm-hmm. and it says enough. And I said, I'm going to remind myself every single day for the rest of my life that I am good enough just the way I am. I don't have to be anything more for anybody else. I don't have to do anything more. I don't have to say anything more that who I am right now in this world is enough. And I want to be able to see myself in that way without feeling so much pressure to be um, something that somebody else is wanting or looking for. I'm instead going to start here and I'm going to remind myself of that daily. And so on my 33rd birthday, I went and I got this tattoo. I'm coming up on my 37th birthday here next month. And so, you know, five years, right. Thinking about, um, that I, like I said, it wasn't a particular moment, but it was a combination of things that built over time that said, I'm no longer going to allow myself to feel as if I'm not enough. Um, and so th- from that point forward, everything that I did was figuring out how to be able to live my life on a daily basis, proving to myself that I was enough just the way I am by, again, by deconstructing thoughts and beliefs that were keeping me small, keeping me stuck keeping me in this loop of thinking that I was never going to be able to do the thing or, um, you know, get to the place that I wanted to go. 
because that just wasn't true. I started to have belief that everything that I wanted and everything that I desired that certainly was going to be able to come fruition in my life because I believed in me, right? I believed in me and who I am and what I had um, to offer. And so that mindset, you talk about mindset so much, uh -huh. um, that's what shift. It's not, um, you know, as a cognitive behavioral therapist, which is, you know, which is what I am, I'm a firm believer, you know, that our beliefs generate our thoughts and our thoughts are what create the way that we feel and our feelings are what produce our actions. I'm not just about the doing. Doing is great, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the doing is um, where we see all of the stuff, but it's really so much more than that because so much of it happens up here. And so I realized that I spent a lot more time in the, in the thinking and the belief part of it even way before I even got to the doing, which is why I said I knew I wasn't ready to receive what you had to offer a program like you had to offer because I had so much work that I had to be able to do before, you know, in, in that realm before I was able to change my quote unquote doing part. I love this so much, Chrissy. And I, again, I have a million things that I want to ask and I want to say, um, because you came to us after getting out of this place. Like you came to yes. us after having done all of that work and, and, mm -hmm. and we've talked about this numerous times too. And, and, you know, I so heavily agree with every word that you just said so much. So like deep within my soul that I know that there are people in that place, in that space where you were. Mm -hmm. And I know that that keeps them from you know, taking the leap into trying this, which, you know, the whole thing for me is like proving to people that you can do this. And, and so one step further. So if I can get somebody to start with, with me in the program, like we do so much mindset work in the beginning, but you and I have talked about this, which is so good. And it was such a great reflection, but you know, early on through the program, we do a lot of like the zoom calls and the lives. And you were saying to me like, I'm sorry, Tina, that I'm, you know, I'm not coming. I won't be there, blah, 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 blah. And it was never like, you know, you were worried about upsetting me to a degree, like in a healthy way, because you've worked sure, on sure. that. And we've talked about that, but it was because you had done so much of the work beforehand. And so we've talked about how you've come into this, but you're able to take parts of it and use it now, but because you've done so much of that work in the beginning. And so, you know, I just feel like that work is so important. And we, like, again, we do some of that throughout the program. Like that's a, the mindset piece is a, a big part of what we work on, but you and the fact that you didn't need that to have the confidence to believe in yourself to continue forward because that's what it is like so many people come to this with doubts and and the first time something is hard or the first time something hurts or the first time they can't finish an interval like they want to throw in the towel and say i'm broken sorry i knew it wasn't going to work and so that's where i come in to say like well hold up because a lot of what you're experiencing is normal and you were having those same feelings like that this is hard i am tired this i have to push but the difference is you had already done the mindset work to know, like, again, I am enough. Like, this yes. is me. I can do this. And so you don't struggle with that as much anymore. Would you say that too? That's not a big struggle for you. Yes. And I, and I you know, and I feel like I kind of want to reiterate this too for anyone who is listening and thinking about the program and thinking about what that looked like. And, and um, you are correct that there was a point at the beginning where I was, I have really tried to limit social media for yeah. myself. Do you mean like I engage in it in a different way right. now because, you know, I, I am grateful and blessed for the life I have and I want to be able to kind of share that in a positive way. But I also try to limit the time that I'm on there because I, you know, it was a source of negativity for a while for me. And so I limit that, right? And so I said to you up front, 
I just want to let you know, like, I'm going to do my very best. This is not my, it's not my strong suit whenever mm-hmm. it comes to social, social media stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to try time wise, you know, being a single mom, like, you know, working and doing all this stuff. I'm going to try my best to be able to do this, but I don't want you to ever think if I'm not doing that, it's because of anything negative about you. And I remember one of your reflections in the emails, I wrote that you asked like, what do you guys think about like what's working or what's not working with the program or whatever, however you asked the question. And I said, listen, everything, everything that you're doing is working and every part of it is going to work differently for everybody else. So just because I might not utilize this and this doesn't mean that that's not working for somebody else. Your program is beautiful the way that it's set up and how people have access to be able to hear you and and other people who have been through this. And it gives them that sense of belonging. The, The space that you create, every part of that is super important. The utilization of it for each person finding what that looks like for each for each one of us is our thing you lay it all out here it's what do I need to pick up at different points in time and there are sometimes you know that I have been able to listen to you know a couple different podcasts back to back and then there's other times where I you know that doesn't happen for me or sometimes I might be able to jump on a live or you know do a reflection and I want to participate because I like being part of it but I also know that that might not always be the case but it's never because any part of your program doesn't work it's a beautiful beautiful program but you are right that some of that doesn't necessarily feel as if I need it in the Mm -hmm. same way um, because of the work I have done but I will tell you this happened on my run today because I was tired this morning I was very tired but I knew based on where I was at this week and what was going on I needed to get a run in before work and um, it was just it was the three mile run this morning um and I, I wanted to run on the day that I was doing this podcast with you because I was like, that's what we're doing, right? Um, <laughs> and so I, I get out there and my legs are heavy. Like they're heavy. They're like blocks. And I can remember kind of looking down and checking it like a mile and a half and being like, oh my goodness, like I had another mile and a half to go. And I'm just, and I'm like, okay, like you could do it. And, and you know, let's, let's take a 20 second break and then let's move to the next thing. And, you know, remembering this from our um, 5k that you and I ran together was, okay, okay, you need 20 seconds. That's fine. When you're going to get to this, you're going to, then we're, let's go again. Like give yourself a breather. Okay. Then we're going to go, you know, keep going. I do that. Not, not necessarily every run, but sometimes every run where I'm, I am my own cheerleader in my head where I am saying like, yeah, this is hard. You need a break. Okay. Take it. Like, it's okay that this is hard, but you're still doing it. Like you're going to know what it's going to feel like at the end. It's going to, you know, you're going to feel so rewarded from it. I do that every time it's not that those things don't happen for me it's not that I don't have to push myself it's not that I don't have doubt and fear that come up in my head because when I was looking and facing some of those mouths that you were sending me I was like really do you think I'm not be able to do this um and I did I remember seven miles I was in New Jersey and I remember it was like mile five and I was like my legs hurt so bad and I was listening to Maddie's podcast and I was like she's so amazing she's my running partner and I love her so much and she kept fueling me that her podcast and I was like, what am I going to get through these last two miles? And I'm like, me, like me, I'm going to get me through these last two miles. And I had, was right back to the hotel and I had like 0.25 miles left and I ran around the parking lot. Like I ran around the parking lot because I was like, I'm, I said like, oh, you're close enough. Tina won't know that you got to seven miles. And I was like, but you'll know, like, <laughs> you'll know that you didn't do it. Run around the parking lot. And then I sat down at seven miles and I took a picture of my face smiling. Cause I was like, you're damn right. Like you are damn right that I just did that and I did it for me. And so 
your program is beautiful in the way that it's set up. And a lot of the work that I've been able to do beforehand allows me be, to be able to utilize what I've done and what you give in a way that works for me. Do you guys see, if you're listening to this, like, do you see how she just did that? Like, this is what she does because <laughs> like the way that honestly, and this was the question I asked her because I similarly worry about everybody and making sure everyone reaches their goals. Like I always take out that component of like that, you know, there is a, a personal responsibility for deciding what you need. Like, and I always take that out and think that it's my responsibility to provide everything for everybody at every time that every minute they need it. And so <laughs> this was Chrissy's response. It's like, Tina, listen, like you late, like you set the table as long as it's you feel good about what you're putting out there like it's not burning you out kind of thing you set the table and then people get to come along and choose like this is what I need and I'm like that is freaking amazing Chrissy like (laughs) thank you I've only been in this for a year like stressing myself out and she was like no it's like it's like a buffet take what you need and leave what you don't and and it's good people will know what they need and maybe they'll try some things here and there and then put it back and you know just offer it as long as it feels good to you and I was like oh so good. So again, Chrissy, thank you for the the therapy. Um, and I, I do love, thank you for sharing that your runs are hard. And I hope that I did. I was not being facetious when I said like, how did, how does she look like this after she's just, she's just done a stunningly beautiful inside and out as you guys know. Um, but I do appreciate you sharing that, you know, it's hard, but there's, there's, you know, you have the doubts and, and I have them. I've been running for, this is my 16th year of running. I've run so many different distances and I keep reiterating like, guys, I feel like, like this morning I had a a two mile run and it sucked so bad. Like it was so hard. It's just that you and I, from the work that you've done and the experience I have, know enough to say like, okay, it was just a crappy run moving on. Like everybody has them. And so, um, and you know, not to be able to reflect that on ourselves to say like, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. Um, So let me ask you this and not to you know, completely make you backtrack, but like, okay, so you decided like the self-talk, the negative self-talk and the constant like exhaustion of worrying about every el- everybody else was was too much. And so, you know, you, you, what were your first steps, would you say? Like, where does somebody go if they're they're feeling at that point, they're feeling heavy, like what, is, what would like was the first step that you took to, to start to recognize and, and to make steps towards learning about yourself and kind of recovering from that? Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, because I remember you asked me this question on my run and, and you know, I've reflected um, on that a little bit because it was so many things. Right. And, and I feel like this is what it looks like for me. And it could it could be different things for different people. But um, I had um, one of my best friends in this in this world, um, Jaylee, was pre- so present for me all the time. She held space for me in a way that allowed me to be able to see my own truth because that's a lot of what it was, is that I needed to stop running from what my truth was, which was what what I was doing wasn't working for me. And I needed to voice it and say it aloud so that I could see what it was that I had to work with. I, her and I, I would say this all the time, a self-awareness brings self-direction. Like once I knew what was going on, I knew what direction I needed to move in. And that was away from where I was because that wasn't gonna work for me anymore. And so I started to have to, um, uh, you know, I would I would lean on her whenever I would I would need some support and some love and and some some space. But then I started educating myself on the things that I needed to know about what was happening in my my personal experience in my personal life. So I would listen to podcasts, I would read books, I journaled. Um, you know, I I really allowed myself to to sit with what was going on up here and not hide from it anymore. You know, do the hard things of 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 our life of being able to like 
this is the reality and this is where I am. And if I'm saying I don't want to be here anymore, then I have to give acknowledgement of like, this is where I'm at and, and what am I going to do to get out of that? I have to break some of this stuff down, some of the stuff that's keeping me stuck because it wasn't, you know, the physicality of things that were keeping me stuck. It was what was happening up here. Fear of what people are going to think if I make a, a different decision in my life, mm. you know, fear for what that's going to mean for my kids, you know, scared of the unknown and like all of those things that kept me so small, I had to face them and look at them. So I did that through listening to information, you know, on podcasts, reading things in books, talking to people who would hold that space for me, journaling and writing things down. And I allowed myself to do that and sometimes the ugliest ways possible, the crying, you know, those crying mm. in the shower moments or those screaming in your car moments, um, you know, but also the times where, you know, I would dance in my kitchen and sing not in a very good way, um, you know, as loud as, <laughs> as loud as I can whenever I'm in the shower or driving or whatever, so that I could feel the difference of what it meant to be able to breathe and live as I was walking through this at the same time. That's where the gratitude was super helpful. So I, I started to create a gratitude list every day. Um, one or two things and allowed me to be able to move out of that into something new. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you totally question. answered my question. And so um, you had mentioned previously, and I, I, I bring this up, Christy, only because you had said some really powerful things on our run um, in relationship to you know, being divorced and, you know, worrying naturally how that was going to affect you. And again, I'm sure that had something to do with what everyone's going to think kind of thing. And then you had mentioned um, worrying about your kids and how it would affect them. But, and, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but it was so powerful to me when you had said, you know, worrying about them and how things would affect them and the way that you said, you know, you were, you were looking at it in such a healthy way after having done, all, you know, a lot of the work to kind of work through that yeah. and go on your journey. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember what you had shared with your kids about, I, I think about your so. kids? Okay. Do you mind sharing but, that? Because it hits so hard. It hits so close to home. Well, I hope that, I hope that it's the, the right thing that, that we're thinking of. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Is, um, I, I, I can remember, um, saying like in order to be able to um, provide them a vision of what it would mean to be able to um, like live a life for themselves I had to live mine for for myself I don't remember exactly how I said it I don't mm -hmm. know if that's the right if that's yeah. the right thing that you're talking about if it's something else don't no tell me. so <laughs> the, this is the thing like things. I know I do remember that one too and that one there, <laughs> so there was another one I'm thinking of but I'm so glad you mentioned that so can you elaborate on that a little bit because it's so good yeah. I mean, I just, I, I feel like, you know, especially as a woman, I have a daughter, like I spent, you know, I spent so much time. She, she is beautifully made, <laughs> but she also is very strong willed. And, and, you know, I can remember thinking like, I don't have any, you know, qualms about her being able to stand up for herself and be confident in this world. And, um, and I'm like, I don't want her to think that she needs to give to everybody else before she gives to herself. I want her to know what it means to be a loving, giving kind empathetic person but i want her to know that because she gives it to herself first so that it then flows from her free you know freely and i realized i wasn't doing that i wasn't doing that i was giving all of me to everyone else including them mm -hmm. and i was last i was drained i was depleted i was empty and so i i didn't want to give them a vision of what <laughs> this looked like but tell them but don't don't do that. Like I wanted it to be like match. I wanted to be like, this is why it's important. Pour into yourself 
first and foremost because when you do that what you then are able to flow to are the things that are important and prioritized in your life for me that's my children they get the best version of myself not because I'm saying it but because I'm living it and they get to see that every single day I remember talking to my daughter one day she was worried because I started to get long runs and I was saying I don't drink water I was telling somebody she goes mommy I'm really worried about you because you don't drink water on your you know you're getting to longer runs and I was like it's because she goes I know but like I just don't want you to get hurt or I don't want you to get you know you know something to happen to you and I said listen mommy's taking care of herself so that I can take care of you so I am putting in so much work taking care of myself in this running program working my body working my mind working my heart so that I can make sure that I provide you what you need from me and so I appreciate you caring about me enough but no I'm working so hard on me so that I can work hard for you and that's the vision I want to give to her right so every little moment that I do something now and she'll whisper to me thinking that nobody else can hear and she'll go strong mommy Mm. and I'm like that's what I did it all for right that's what that's what that's what it's for and I feel like I just want to stand up and like I just want to raise my (laughs) pump my hands in the air like yes Chrissy yes like yes so much more of that because it doesn't come naturally to us and and not just as moms but just I don't know people in general like if you don't pour into yourself you can't show up for anybody else that's at work for a significant other for your kids whatever it is and oh like when you said that like I just let it pour over me because you know I I struggle and I've shared this before with so much mom guilt of like I'm constantly thinking like you know even you know right now not you know being able to put them to bed like you know I sent them up there with Mike I know they're fine but there's always a part of me like oh am I doing the right thing but like you are right, you are right. And that needs to be like tattooed on everybody. Like fill your cup first, like it's true. It's not just a saying, like you pour into you. And and that example, like, first of all, you're showing people that, you know, to taking care of yourself is important, but also then you can, you can serve however you, you know, you see fit from that. Um, so I love that. And we talked a lot about that too. Again, another therapy session with Chrissy on our run. Um, but you also mentioned, which here's the other thing, like, and I guess okay. it kind of ties into mom guilt, but I told you um, that I do I do always worry about my kids and doing the right thing. And I worry about like, you know, raising them. Am I raising them the right way? And, and, and are they going to need therapy? Are they going to need to work through their problems because of me? And then you had shared with me about like, um, you said they will have to, you said my kids will have to work oh. through things. Do you remember sharing that with me? Oh yeah. Yeah. I said, um, you know, they're going to have some things that they're going to have to work through in their life. Mm-hmm. But I know that, that my ability to be able to take care of myself now affords me an opportunity to be able to be there for them in a way to kind of support and guide them as they do, but they're going to have to do that work on their own. I want to be able to give them an environment to feel as if that they can do that. I I already know they're going to have to do that regardless. Like Mm. we all have stuff and we're all going to have to work on our stuff. Right. And so like, they're going to have stuff like they're people, they're humans. Like they are going to have their stuff. They're going to have to work through. My job as their mom is to not try to prevent them from having stuff because they're going to have it, whether you like it or not. Um, is instead to take care of myself so that I can show up for them in a way that knows that they have a supportive parent who loves them. And it will will help them and guide them as they do that on their own, right? Oh my God, yes. And even hearing it again, and you're probably like, Tina, why are you like, why do you keep talking about this? Because I've brought it up so many times. But I feel like it's just, it's a release, Chrissy. Like you just gave me permission and anybody listening to this, 
and it doesn't, again, this applies to us in particular with our children, but even if you don't have kids, like this can apply to you in so many ways. Like you just gave me permission to be imperfect. You just gave me permission to say like, it's okay if somebody in my life is not getting everything from me and ha like you said, has stuff to work through because we all have stuff to work through. Nobody's going to move through this world and not have to work through stuff. But as long as we are there and taking care of ourselves and our stuff, then we can be physically present to provide space if it's needed, to provide even an example of how to take care of your own stuff because we're all going to have it. And I just felt so released when you said that, like, oh, you're right. Like, you're right. It really does all center around taking care of yourself. Yes. Well, and I, and, and, you know, the whole idea too, whenever you're saying there's this release, you give kind of permission, um, that permission that, that I gave that to myself, like that was part of what that process was. And you hear buzzwords like, you know, living authentically or being genuine and those types of things, but that really has been my mission. And I was actually as you were talking, sitting there um, thinking, you know, me agreeing to kind of be here today and talk about all this. I, I love it. First off, I'll keep, I, I just love it. I want everyone to get all the positive stuff. And so I love to kind of sit in the space and talk about it. But I would have been so fearful and scared to be able to do that um, because I would not have given my permission, given myself permission to be authentic and genuine about who I am and what I've been through. And, and now that I have kind of released myself, right, as you're talking about, from anything that it tells me um, that I have to be what somebody else wants me to be, that I can instead just be Chrissy. And like, not only is that enough, but like for some, like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Especially for me, um, that has just like, I can't even tell you in so many ways in my life, whether it's as a mom, whether it's as a clinician, whether it's as a friend, you know, any other role I have in my life as a runner, it has cut the cords that have kept me connected to like, if you imagine like the, the kind of puppeteers that mm -hmm. you see, like all the strings attached to kind of like, I have to do this a certain way. It cuts those strings and it allows you to just have freedom and permission to live life uh, the way it is intended, which is just authentically and genuinely and just show up in the world as you are, right? Mm -hmm. And who who we give that, who gives that to us but ourselves, right? We we think it comes from something outside of us, but it's the very thing that is the most natural thing that is given to us in this world, right? Mm. I love it. it. I love it so much. And, and I do want to share in regards to this journey you've been on. And I know I kind of said, and then you came to us once you were feeling, you know, you were feeling healed and like you were, you, you found yourself in your center and then you joined us. But I do want to, to pay some, I don't know. Um, I can't even think of the right word, but I, I want to give you and allow you to share how far you've come on this journey since you started last November. Do you want to share like what your plans are, what your goals are and what is coming up? Because it's super exciting. It was on a vision yes. board and here we are. <laughs> It was on the vision board and I, I told Tina when we jumped on that I purposely put on my prep to run t-shirt um, while I'm doing this because she posted today in our group um, reflections of when we started just to see how cool and I didn't get a chance to, to do that yet but I was thinking November of, so November of 2021 is whenever I started with the challenge group right mm -hmm. and um, which was March, 20 seconds of jogging 20 seconds of jogging 20, okay 20 seconds of jogging yeah 
four four minutes of walking up and down my driveway. Yeah. Like let's <laughs> let's just not forget that I couldn't even track my runs because they were up and down my driveway. I forgot <laughs> that. Yes. They were my driveway runs. Yeah. I ended my run. I ended my run with point two five in my driveway today. Yeah, I love um, it. But I um in March I finished my five K, um, my first five K and then you know, as things started to move through the program and there were some shifts and changes and different things and, you know, decided to kind of move some things around for everybody in the group and we're all work towards the wicked, you know, come at the end of October. I remember saying to you, Tina, I have, I have been kind of on this path and trajectory for a long time. It's taken me a long time to get here and I love my team and I want to be a part of everything with them, but I really want to continue to work towards my personal goal. Mm -hmm. And so you were very supportive of that and, you know, I reached, um, I, I think it might've been in June, my, my 10 K distance, um, and completed that, um, with, with my beautiful Maddie. I just love oh, her Maddie. so much. She is just like the most like loving and inspirational and like kind and supportive human being on the planet, but Agreed. like running partner. And like, she just cheered me on. So she was there for me, um, as I completed that. Um, and then I'm working towards getting to my half in November, 2022, <laughs> one year later from whenever I started, I'm going to run a half marathon in Nashville. So flipping exciting, Chrissy. It's so exciting. Yes. I mean, and we did talk about it. Like you technically could, I was like, Chrissy, listen, you could be ready for this in September. You could be ready for this in October, but really it was just more of a scheduling thing. Like for you, it just worked best in November and it's a freaking fun half marathon. Yeah, well, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I and I'm and I'm saying this because I feel like maybe somebody needs to hear this because it. I and I think I told you this whenever I was in Virginia, we were planning to run. I had to work through a little bit of things whenever we talked about this this half marathon and when I could do it because you're like, you know, you can really do it at the end of September, and I, you know, I had it scheduled for November, and I went back and forth, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I started to look for halves like at a different time, and like it didn't work schedule wise for me, you know, plus the wicked was the end of October and like just all the stuff. But I had this thought where it was like, okay, Chrissy, like you keep pushing it back. Is it because you can't do the distance now? Like mm -hmm. you just, you can't do it now. So that's the reason why you want to do that. And all this doubt and all this fear and all this stuff popped in my head of like, maybe you should just do it so that you can prove to other people that you could do it. And I had to really stop myself. And I did, I actually stopped myself. And I said, that is not what's happening here. Like, you know, that, you feel confident in what you've been doing, but you, I want to do it. So it's sustainable. I don't want to do it just to do it. I'm not doing this to reach some type of goal to tell somebody else about how I did it. I'm doing it for me. I, I want to reach this running goal for me. And so I want to do that and what feels be feels best for me. And so I had to work through a lot of thoughts as it related to what that meant for me to, to kind of pull back some of my distance and re kind of start a little bit. Um, to get me to, to November. And I, I think I told you that, but yeah. I don't think I really told you how it was tough for me. Well, and I totally can relate to that, Chrissy. We've talked so many times about how you and I are so similar in so many, in so many ways. And yes. I remember you, when we had talked about it, we were chatting through Messenger. And I remember you saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to think about it and let you know. And so that must have been when all those thoughts were coming in of like, can I do it? Am I avoiding it? And you did mention that. Like part of you thought to yourself, am I just pushing it off because I'm too scared and I'm not going to allow myself to do it? And then you reeled it in to say, no, like this works best for me. This is what I'm doing. 
Exactly. And I feel like too, whenever I thought about it and I thought about my team, because I really did like, I, I just, you know, on a side sappy note for a minute, I don't know if you're trying to wrap me up. I don't know if we're like at the end of the thing where they're playing the music and they're like, it's time to wrap up Chrissy. I feel like, so I feel like, I feel like I'm not always good at noticing when I need to stop talking, but I, I'm not trying um, to wrap you up, Chrissy. Go ahead. Okay. Good. Um, no, I, really, you know, I really resonated for me uh, when Jane was talking in her podcast about belonging, right? I never really felt like I had a place where I belonged. I had lots of people in my life who I knew loved me and cared about me, but there was always something that felt like I, I just never really found my spot, never really found my people, right? I know that a lot of what has led me here is, is all of this work that I'm doing and kind of dropping some of my walls, but what it, it hasn't just opened me up to reaching my goals, right? Which it has, and I'm appreciative of, but it has opened me up to being able to receive relationships, friendships, like community with like-minded people who are there to lift you up in such a positive, beautiful way in in such a sense of belonging. Like I can't tell you how many times along this journey, whether I've ran with you guys in Virginia beach, whether it's been me and Maddie, whether it's been one of these, you know, other races I've done to say, like, I've found my people, like I've found people who I just connect with in the most beautiful ways. And that is something that is invaluable for us as human beings to have a sense of belonging that we're coming together. Like you created a running program and you have developed it in a beautiful way with all the parts and pieces, but what you have done as one human being for other human beings has created this environment where people who might have felt as if they haven't belonged to belong to something bigger than them. Right but that is within them. And that is something that is so beautiful. Like, I just cannot thank you enough for Chrissy, what you have done. I'm dying over here. <laughs> My goal is not to make you cry because then I'll start to cry. <laughs> well, if Kristen is listening to this and I'm going to have to make, because she's on, you know, your little mini hype squad, Kristen Cooper, she yes. will laugh at me and say, oh, Tina's crying again. So she's like, we should play a drinking game where every time Tina cries, <laughs> we take a shot because we would be wasted. Um, but I do. I'm gonna, here for it. <laughs> I know. Like, we need to really make that happen. Um, but I think you're, I'm, I'm really, I'm getting emotional because I, I really do think you're 100% right. And I do want to say two things about that. And one of them is I'm, I'm shocked at how many people do open up to me and say that kind of like, like through messages and things like that about like, I, I can't ever leave this because, um, I feel like this is, this is my family. Like this is my, this is my group of people. And, and, um, like this is my social life. I would be so sad if I didn't have it. But also, I get it so much because the one when I started all of this, and I really have never shared this, but I, I had Kelly, Kelly O'Brien, who was my mentor, the one who invited me into running and said, like, you can do this, Tina, you can do this. And she and I had this relationship where we were doing things that other people weren't doing. And it's not the norm to be a runner. It's not the norm, honestly, to show up for these to train for these races and, and to like, you know, hold yourself accountable and it's not the norm. And so I never really had like a group of people who thought similarly to me. Like if, if I wanted to say like, Hey, let's go out for happy hour. Like everybody would raise their hand. Like, Hey, that sounds good. But like, you want to say like, Hey, let's go do this race or let's go for a run. It's like, you know, crickets are chirping because nobody's going to do it. And so like when I realized this was an opportunity, this is why I always say like I could pinch myself. Like I created 
a program, but the people that it has brought to me, like this group of people, like we, I now have a group of people like, I don't know, weirdos like me and like Kelly, who like we run for fun and we wake up early on vacation to watch the sunrise on the boardwalk and we sweat and we are like hyped up about it. Like that's not the norm. And so I get that with every fiber of my being. Like when you say like you are my people, like this, it is such a healthy, beautiful, group of people that I just can't believe I have the opportunity to hang out with. And I feel like it's such a blessing. So anyway, Chrissy, so much yes to everything you said. And I just you want to- You gave me goosies, Tina. You <laughs> gave me goosies. Tag, you're it. <laughs> I mean, Don't I literally, this is so way too much information, but I'm going to say like, I even shaved my legs today, but I've had goosebumps this whole conversation. I'm like, dang, like, come on. All the hair on my legs is growing back, Chrissy. This was so- Good. I always feel like when we're talking, like I'm showing up and I'm learning lessons and I just, oh, I'm so here for it. But I do want to say one thing before we wrap it up. Um, I think that there may be people who want to reach out to you about this part of your journey and, and, and maybe to ask you some more questions about like if there are any things that you can recommend because I know people will relate to this. Um, and so do you mind if I share like how they can contact you on, on Facebook and Instagram and um, I just think that you, you'd be such a great resource for anybody who had questions like that. Um, 100%. And I will tell you this, you know, <clears throat> I certainly love and adore you. And when you asked me to kind of sit with you, I would have told you yes a million times over. And I will anytime you tell me after this. Um, but I fully believe in my life that my purpose is to, um, to give to other people in this world, what I have found for myself, this freedom, um, the ability to be able to kind of stand in, in um, authenticity and, and kind of your own light and to be able to shine it other places so that people can find it. Because I think that that's what, I mean, I'm just a giant ball of love rolling around in this world and I want to give it to as many people as possible. And so if there is anybody who can receive anything from what I'm saying, I mean, get you can give them anything um that they need to be able to contact me because i would love an opportunity to be able to give a little I, they're gonna be that. like chrissy you said you were a counselor right like how do i get you like can you do virtual counseling <laughs> because gosh you are so good i feel like i just had counseling today mm, well you know you know that's not my intention you know i'm not trying to to, no. to do some therapy but if it if it in any way is helpful or useful i am always in every way chrissy grateful I have way. to say this as you're wrapping it up and, and I kind of wrap it up. I wanted to tell you this because I've been thinking about it as people have been asking me my running goals and I tell them a half marathon. What's, what does everybody ask? Right. When I, well, what are you going to do after that? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what are you going to do after that? And I kept going like, I don't know. I'm just like working towards this goal and like, we'll kind of see. And I have no idea what that's going to look like. And I told you my 37th birthday is coming up in, in September. Right. And so mm -hmm. I have three years until I turn 40. And so I told myself that if I can work in three, <laughs> three years, as long as Tina makes me one promise that if I decide that I want to work towards running a marathon, that she has to run it with me. 100%. Are you down? Okay. I'm so, so down with that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I found my weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> And I find that to be the biggest compliment. <laughs> it ever. is. 
It really is. It's 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 the biggest compliment because, and I only say that because I don't think it's weird at all, but I know people would be like, oh my gosh, who would choose to do that? I've had people say that to me, like, who would choose to do that like us? Yes. And well, and that's what, you know, being the one that have, have done all this work, the fact that anyone that would think that I was weird for wanting to run a marathon before I turned 40, 40 I would say, you're just not my people. And right? you know and that's what? Okay. And I think it comes from a place of them maybe wishing they had worked on themselves to have the confidence to try, Chrissy. Maybe. And if they want to sit down and talk about it, I'd be more than welcome to do so. <laughs> I love you so much, Chrissy. I What I will do is I will share your um, your Instagram and your Facebook handle. I'll share them in the notes of the podcast. Um, and of course, I'm going to be putting this out there and I'll be tagging you in it. So anybody who sees this going on my social media will know how to reach out to you because you are an absolute gem, Chrissy. I could talk to you every single day of my life, all day. And as you know, we could talk for hours at a time and still have more to say. So <laughs> For hours and I would absolutely love every minute of it. I know. And I do. I told Chrissy... I, I did tell her, for anyone listening to this, you guys know that I love cognitive behavioral therapy. You know that I love that whole that whole concept of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and, and how you can kind of have some control and, and, and you can have, you know, you can make choices to change things in your life. And so I told Christy again, like, we're just going to have to get on and, you know, at least do another um, CBT podcast and... Put it out there. One hundred, one hundred percent. I'm here for anything that you want to do. I'm here for it. I love you, Chrissy. Well, I love you, Tina. <laughs> thank you for coming on here, Chrissy. Thank you for putting your babies to bed so that we could hang out. We weren't as. I mean, we did go over my what I probably promised you we would, but it's okay <laughs> because everything was so wonderful. <laughs> but I'm not um, surprised. I know, I know, but I adore you, Chrissy. Thank you so, so much. Good luck on the rest of your runs this week, and thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me. Love you, dear. Love you, Chrissy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.